Mm. I did watch the halftime show. Um, It was, uh, it was good. It was, I liked the actual set design. I thought that was really cool. Um, Yeah. (laughs) If I could make one criticism, uh, uh, two actually. One, I thought Kendrick Lamar was probably the weakest part of the show. Um, (laughs) Do you not like newer uh, rap hip hop though? Yeah, I just didn't. It, it, yeah, um, and two, I, Fifty Cent is way too old to be hanging upside down. Um, <laughs> it's a good sport to hang upside down like that. He didn't actually hang upside down in the original move video when he was young. He no. was standing up, and they reversed the camera. Yeah, they yeah and they should have. They should have arranged some mirrors. Yeah, or something to 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 flip it. I thought Mary J. Blige like destroyed the stage. Um, she I was actually lip syncing like, though. Set. She was oh, lip syncing yeah. the you first set, and then yeah. and and then the second time she wasn't because she was out of breath. As she was trying to yeah. hear her wheezing, trying to gasp over, to get there. Over fifty, like she's she's R and B royalty. So I oh, would have yeah, watched yeah. the whole no, no, set. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, good. It was it was it was awesome. I quite enjoyed it. Quite, and I explained to my kids that these were all individuals who were all born out of Dr. Dre's. Right, he produced all of their stuff. Right, <laughs> really, that's real, and that's what the whole I premise was. He produced all of these acts, so it was cool. Um, hey, everybody, John, happy yes, Valentine's Day, pal. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the anniversary the of the Saint Valentine's Day massacre. Right? Oh, okay. Well, is that what it is? That <laughs> I actually don't know what it is. <laughs> Um, hope everybody's uh doing well. I see uh Scott is in the chat. Hey Scott, Frazier, uh Lewis, uh thank you so much for uh joining us. This is the Heroes World Sidekick Show. Um if you are new to <laughs> if you're a new a new listener or new to the show tonight, welcome. We are in the midst of a 90s bracket, the best action movie of the 19 of the 90s, the decade. We split the decade in half. We are currently in the 1990 to 94 era. And tonight we are pitting Demolition Man up against True Lies. Um, before we get into that, we have a rundown of what's new in the Heroes World store, uh, as well as some news and just some uh, general chit-chat. About things that are going on. Some uh, chat, some breaking breaking news from Rob. Who oh loves man, it when he puts uh, this guy all this work in during yeah. the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. This guy is John Ho. I'm Rob Gadet. Thanks for joining. Um, yes, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, so Rob, I'm going to just run through a couple quick things again. Thank you everybody for joining us on your Valentine's Day or not joining us. Uh, maybe you're going to be watching this on the the rerun. Uh, so I just wanted to run down some. Quick uh, board games. I've been getting a lot of requests for board games lately. So I want to show off some cool two-player board games. So I figured I'd, I'd show off some board games and, and then talk a little bit about the new Magic set that's coming out. So the first board game I'm going to mention here is called Seven Wonders Duel. This is a dedicated two-player only game where you're kind of building a civilization. Um, and you'll be drafting these cards from, I don't know if you can see that middle stack there, Rob. All the cards get laid down there. And you can only take a card that is completely uncovered at the front. Um, so it's made popular by a format called Rochester drafting where you can kind of see face up cards, but they've kind of done a new twist on it. Uh, so it does have an existing, uh, multiplayer game or multiplayer version where you could play two players up to, I believe six players, but this is a dedicated two player version. I really like this game because it's got some meat on it. So, uh, sometimes you get a two player game and it's really short and you kind of play a couple and then you're like, all right, that was fun. But this is like, you can, you can spend an evening playing this one here, uh, seven wonders duel. Um, these are some of the different civilization ages that you build in this game. You can go for military might, 
build uh, cities and things that generate you money and go for victory points. Um, and then you, you accumulate points by, you know, just matching symbols and, and getting combos and stuff like that. Uh, so two players only, 10 and over can play it. Uh, th- about 30 minutes. So it's not going to take uh, your whole night up, but it's a little bit more juicy than your quick 10-minute game. Uh, the other game I'm going to show you, Rob, is called The Hive. I don't know if you've ever seen this one. This no. one's a little bit more along the lines of chess. So you have these different little bug guys, uh, okay. and they all have different moves. So certain ones can move three spaces. Certain ones can only jump to the opposite side of the board. And the goal is to capture the other player's queen. Uh, queen B, I think it is. Or Queen Anne or whatever. I don't, I don't remember what it was exactly. It's been a while since I played. Um, but queen. these are... Yeah. 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 The qu- it's the alien queen. queen. Alien queen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is two players, uh, twenty-two uh, hex tiles. They're really nice, uh, beefy tiles, like probably about mm. this big. They do make a smaller version that's like a pocket version. Um, and the game is great because it doesn't really require a board. You just put it on any flat surface, so you can take it to uh, if restaurants are open. You can take it to a restaurant, cafeteria, take it camping with you, uh, play it on the bed, play it on the floor, play it on the table, wherever you want to go. Uh, about twenty minutes and ages eight and up. It's recommended for. Um, so those are some fun games. And then we have the new magic set coming out this week, uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. So it's a cyberpunk ninja samurai themed uh, magic set. So typically magic, Rob, I don't know if you're familiar. It's like fantasy, like swords and sorcery, that type of era. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm familiar so they, they with take... it. It was never really my yeah. jam, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, have the not, utmost not I have the utmost respect for people who are really into it because it looks like a lot of fun. My my Neanderthal brain just doesn't seem to be able to grasp the understanding of it. All, it, it so. It's it's not you know some people like these types of games, some people like other types yeah. of games. That's great, um, but it's neat that they're going in this other type of theming. So there's mechs in it, there's ninjas, there's ninja turtles, there's all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, and we are going to have this fully on sale this Friday. We did do the pre-release this past weekend, um, so everyone got a little sneak peek kind of taste of it. And now the full uh, product is available this coming uh friday so set boosters draft boosters uh bundles uh commander decks all kinds of fun stuff and if you do buy from a brick and mortar store mortar 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 motar store (laughs) (laughs) if you buy from a physical existing store that exists in the real world uh, you get what's called a buy a box promo card Uh, so this card happens to be designed by yoji shin chinkwa uh, he's the lead character designer of the Metal Gear Solid series, most a lot of the Metal Gear Solid series, and uh, hmm. Death Stranding. I don't know if you remember that PS4 game. Yep, uh, yep. Where I think we're just <clears throat> carrying boxes back and forth across something. I don't remember. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> it's, it's it's a cool game. It looks it looked hella cool. I couldn't get into it, but I heard it's actually quite rewarding. Uh, so you can get this card free when you buy any uh, full box of Magic product from a store like mine, or you can hit up your local store. That's cool. Um, you do not get this if you order off like an Amazon or some online uh, right. dealer. So it's kind of a neat little reward in for us. In-store exclusive. Yeah, li- neat little reward for us that actually run the games and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, so that's the quick rundown. And we do post the new comic books and uh, omnibuses and all kinds of other fun stuff on our Instagram and Facebook yeah. every Monday. So you can check that out. Uh, books have been coming on time lately. I don't want to jinx it. So we, we hope oh, to boy. have the new releases on Wednesday. Um, and there is a new reprint of the X-Men omnibus coming in. Um, just just X-Men, not Uncanny X-Men, just X-Men. Um, so that, that's, that's the, Jim Lee, omnibus. Uh, the Jim Lee one, right? I think so. I think that's that's what it is. I didn't get the chance to see the cover, but I just saw that it's a new new printing. The omnibuses are doing really well, Rob. Uh, I know you're a collector mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Uh, but people are people really like when they just see them and they're like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's like a big, giant, like years worth of comics all in one uh 
one all in one book and they're like oh that's sweet let me they get, look great let me get shelves, that there, man yeah you, you just pop it up there um yeah. and then you don't have to go around chasing a whole bunch of other volumes some of them do have multiple volumes uh but you get a decent enough chunk that you're not kind of like oh, i have to have everything so yeah. it, it, it's a pretty cool thing so i Thanks everybody for checking that stuff out. If you need anything else or are looking for anything else, you can definitely message us on our socials, Heroes World Online, uh, or call us up at the shop or just drop in and we can set you up with whatever you need. Uh, so let me throw it over to Rob, who has probably got some hot breaking news. <laughs> let me pull it up. Hi. <laughs> also, just uh, again, a big uh, hello and thanks for everybody who are joining us live tonight. Um, don't worry, we will be getting into the... Uh, the 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 reason why you're here between uh, fighting between Demolition Man and True Lies. Uh, also, want to say if you haven't had an opportunity to check out the Heroes World podcast with myself and John, and returning hosts Stu um, from the uh, from the northern shores of Ireland. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Ireland, we, we, yeah. <laughs> well, John and I did a review of Peacemaker episode seven. Uh, which is a hell of a lot of fun. And then we also did a uh, the review with Stu, who joined us for the finale of Episode 7 of The Book of Boba Fett. So you should definitely yeah, yeah. check out those reviews if you haven't had an opportunity to do so as of yet. Yeah, man, Peacemaker, um, a hell of a show, right, Rob? I've already I've already started my rewatch in anticipation for this week's finale. Have um, you? I man, saw that you were fun, put on... Yeah, I saw you put it on show, your socials. Right? You're like, I'm going to rewatch it yeah. all. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so you it's, did it's fun, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe on episode two or three. Okay, um, but I, I don't know if I just don't notice these things at first. But there's a lot of like jokes and things that are laid out at the beginning that all yeah. come back uh, later on. I think I was maybe just too busy laughing to kind of drop it in my head. But I, I have to give a lot of credit to James Gunn and whoever is helping, whoever else is writing and and things like that or, or working on the show. That uh, it it was thought to be maybe a throwaway show i don't know rob how much expectations you had on this show originally you're like yeah sure peacemaker whatever i'll watch it right? yeah that's exactly what i said <laughs> i was like all right whatever man yeah yeah um uh it it exceeded my expectations and uh i'm i'm loving that show so definitely want to go to review and of of course keep it tuned to uh your favorite youtube station which is us right here because we're going to be reviewing uh the finale which comes out um thursday this week so definitely check us out this thursday morning or i guess Um, super late oh i don't know i see i like to watch it yeah maybe i'll watch it over lunch we'll see um but john i got news buddy today is uh february the 14th it's valentine's day john a day of love um but i have to start off with some unfortunately sad news uh to kick off tonight which is never fun to do um last night it was reported that ivan reitman famed director and producer of some of our favorite movies including ghostbusters stripes meatballs kindergarten cops and twins which is john's favorite comedy uh just to name a few has twins passed is amazing away, <laughs> passed away in his sleep at the age of 75 uh i don't know man there's not really much you can say about this individual without like going on and on and on for hours and hours on end because i think he was just so influential um for to movies and comedy and our pop culture lexicon over the last uh you know 40 years um so rest in power good sir um uh, 75 years old uh just passed when asleep so i guess if you're gonna go that's i guess the way to go right yeah i don't know uh okay uh let's move on to some items of love john some happiness stuff um hey john 
Do you know how you love Jean-Claude Van Damme? Uh, I'm a fan, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, he has announced that he will film one final action movie titled What's My Name? Chance. No, What's My Name? Uh, now, in that movie, Van Damme is going to play himself uh, waking from he's a coma. He's not playing Eminem. No, he's, he's not, not going to play Eminem. He's gonna wait, he uh, plays himself waking up from a coma following a serious car accident. Uh, he has amnesia and, and finds himself having to piece his life together by fighting all of the villains of his past movie, including kickboxers Tong Po, Universal Soldiers Dolph Lundgren, and Bloodsport baddie Bolo Young. Uh, the movie starts shooting this summer for a 2023 release. Um, okay, Rob. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to bring these guys like Bolo and all those guys? Dolph Lundgren is still active. You think they're going to bring them out of retirement or they're going to use some movie CGI magic and actually transport him back to like those eras or something like that? Well, he said in the article with Variety, I think it was, that he said that he spoke to Bolo Young just a short while ago. I think that they still keep in contact quite a bit. And that he's apparently yeah, yeah. Once in, in a while, you see a picture shape. of him in their socials. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, apparently he's in fantastic shape. So he's raring to go. I, I don't know about the rest of them. I mean, I only rhymed off three, but apparently there's a whole bunch yeah. of villains. It's like, it's like a, listen, it's going to be a, uh, this is a... Um, it's like a video Multiverse game. for Van Damme. <laughs> yeah, but in, in the form of a video game, you've got level bosses, and then you're gonna you're gonna fight. He's gonna have to fight his the big bad. So, John, my question to you then would be: Who's the big bad in Van Damme's universe? Is it Bolo Young, who starred in, as I said, Bloodsport, but also with uh, Double Team, the Double Team? Yeah. Uh, or is yeah. it is it Dolph Lundgren, who they've? I mean, they've only they've done four movies together, but they've all been under Universal Soldiers banner. I, so, I, who I would be the big bad? Yeah, I think Dolph Lundgren, um, his most iconic role is Ivan Drago. So he would be Sylvester Stallone's big bad. I think for Van Damme, it has to be his, like we've talked about it, Bloodsport, his, one of his most iconic, yeah. memorable, rewatchable, favorited uh, movies. So I think it has to be Bolo if they're going to go all in. It definitely shouldn't be Tong Po because uh, that guy sucked. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> uh, now, Rob Schneider should definitely be in the mix. I don't know if you had anyone saw Knockoff. Um, and I hope Dennis Rodman makes it. Uh, I was waiting for you to be um, Dennis Rodman. I'm trying to think of who else I could pull out of my hat that's kind of obscure. That, that Some, Lewis said there. Time Cop, but unfortunately, Ron Silver passed away a number of years ago, so he's definitely not going to be in the mix. Um, yeah, I can't think of Scott, Scott's like, the plot sounds stupid. I'm like, does it? <laughs> <laughs> it's John's or jam. Or is it awesome? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's definitely so... a step up from Time Cops convoluted. <laughs> I'm going to win the election and die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's very true. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, John. Oh, the mascot from Sun Death. Sorry, I'll throw in the mascot from Sun Death. That was a great fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? You know what? It probably would be that as well. Uh, hey, John, yeah, you know how after Spider-Man No Way Home, people started to flock back to Netflix to watch Daredevil because they loved Matt Murdock's cameo? Well, word came mm -hmm. down that all of the Marvel Netflix shows, Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, the stupid guy Iron Fist, and the Defenders <laughs> will, be <Ben> leaving, <laughs> will be leaving Netflix March 1st. Uh, now, word is that they will be joining the Disney-owned Hulu 
streaming service in the U.S. Uh, and possibly Disney Plus Star extension up here in Canada. Um, that has not been confirmed by Disney Canada. However, they've kind of given a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Don't worry, we've got you covered type thing. You'll we'll announce a date pretty soon. So. Is this is this uh, is this a big get for Disney? Does it make a difference? Uh, we've all we've all seen it, these it, shows. I mean, they're a number of years of, old, so yeah, it, it kind of consolidates things. So if everything ends up under the Disney banner, um, and you don't have to go to Netflix to watch any of your Marvel uh, superhero stuff, um, I think the optics of that mean something. Um, although I, I'm very surprised. I thought Net Netflix produces these shows, right? So. I don't know. If, do, they, do you think Marvel has to then also buy the kind of things off them, even though they own the rights? Or you think there was some? No, it was Marvel Television. Was like, yeah. Okay. No, Marvel Television were the ones that produced it and everything else. Mm -hmm. Netflix was the distribution. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah, they were the distribution partner. I think it was a five. Yeah, I think it was like a five or six year. Um, yeah. It's kind of how like Fox, right? Before, even though Disney purchased. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fox before that they had the rights for some of those characters that were and that's why Daredevil it was with Fox mm -hmm. it lapsed and went back to Marvel so that's what happened here as well right yeah, the rights yeah, I th I th but but I think it's very interesting the optics of it that you can now be you know like the Marvel super fan and not have to subscribe to Netflix so yes it's, that's that's yeah. an interesting thing it's all under that's, one umbrella that's yeah that's unfortunate for for Netflix yeah yeah uh, hey, John, uh, last week the Academy Awards anna uh, were announced, uh, Oscar nominations. I'm not going to do a rundown of everything because it's just... You know, You're not? Really. <laughs> well, we don't have the time. But I'm going to give you the, the the picture, the the nods for Best Picture, and let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, best Pick nods are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune... <laughs> King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story, and The Power of the Dog. John, Power of the Dog leads nominations with 12. Dune, one of our favorite movies of 2021, and definitely <laughs> Sorry, on Scott. Scott's <laughs> list. I'm not saying it's a bad list or the good list. On a list, that one landed 10 nominations, but director Denis Villeneuve was not shown any love as he was shut out of a directing nod, which is infuriating. So, John, out of all of these uh these movies these 10 uh no you know yeah, yeah. well what one of the one of them you made up right like licorice no. pizza is not actually that's like what you had for dinner right i wish no it's a real it's, real movie. it's <laughs> I all, wish it's i'm sending you that <laughs> i'm gonna call the pizza joint near you and i'm gonna hey you got some pizza can you throw some of that nasty ass black licorice on there and send it to my buddy rob i'm sure lamana's probably does it <laughs> Oh, you know what? They might. <laughs> yes. Um, no, no. Licorice Pizza is a movie by Paul Thomas Anderson uh, of, of There Will Be Blood, Boogie Nights, Magnolia. Um, so, John, out of any of these, I know you've seen Dune. Um, have you watched Dune, any Dune of the Dune is the only ones? thing I've, I've seen in, I've, I've seen on that list. Uh, I've made a joke that the, the, the Academy Award nominations is, is typically a list of movies that I have no interest in seeing. Mm -hmm. uh, but Dune is on there, so I actually kind of care a little bit. I remember there was a moment where um, Batman, uh, the Dark Knight, was being entertained. Yep. Some people were like, oh, it might show up. It might show up. And I was pretty excited, and it didn't. Um, yep. So uh, I, I like the fact that it it got in there. And then and if it wins, uh, I'll, I'll watch that uh, acceptance speech. <laughs> uh, what? What? Dune? Of Dune. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, interestingly enough, obviously, like I said, Denny Villeneuve was not nominated for directing, uh, which is a travesty. I don't understand how they did this. I know that I remember a number of years ago when Argo won Best Picture, mm -hmm. it was directed by Ben Affleck. Uh, he was not nominated for as a Best Director, which I don't understand how a movie can win Best Picture when you don't have the director behind it. Um, that being said, I've seen a few of these titles. There are a fair amount of them are currently on different streaming services. Um, uh, like, well, Dune, we know is already out. Um, uh, Power of the Dog is on Netflix. I just watched it this past weekend. I don't understand why it's getting 12 nominations. I think it looks gorgeous, but it is slow <laughs> as all. Um, I, it's just not for me. I watched it, but I, I, I couldn't get into it. Um, uh, Coda is on Apple TV Plus, and I'm actually really excited to watch that movie because I saw the trailers before, like a few months ago when it came out, and it was something that had intrigued me. And I believe that one of its stars is nominated as a Best Supporting Actor. He's the first uh, hearing impaired uh, male to ever be nominated for an award, so I'm kind of excited oh. to watch that. Um, but also, aside was Oscar, from Denny, was an Oscar party your jam before Rob? Before I used this, to do that. Uh, yeah, we used nonsense. to get together. Yeah. I, I, my wife and I, we would print off a list, and we would. I would we would select it and then we'd swap out. We'd have to mark uh, the other person's oh, that's list. That's pretty cool. Yeah, see, we used to have see, a lot of fun. You are you are into some nerdy stuff. It's just different nerdy stuff. <laughs> that's true. That's cool. Um, also yeah. not showing any love, John, was Spider Man No Way Home, which many, including Kevin Smith, called ridiculous, and I one thousand percent agree. Uh, so, John, you kind of touched on it, but what are your thoughts on the matter of you have ten nominations open up, as you said? The Oscar nominations for Best Picture are all movies that you've never seen, one one or two excluded. Do you think they should be also including some of these populist movies? Or do you think it's just, then what's the point if they don't have a real shot? Um, yeah, I, I think I, I do think what's the point if they don't have a real shot? I, I, was there not talk at one point to add a category for like the, the summer blockbustery type or popular um, movie they're, they're doing like a throwaway award which i don't think they actually get an oscar for it but it's called audience favorite to try to make it okay. seem more like hey and during the course of the show you'll be able to cast your vote online or through twitter or whatever and then that movie will get an award it won't get a, a formal oscar just, yeah. it, maybe they'll just be like you right. guys yeah. got for, the audience for, award yeah. Waiting <laughs> yeah for for me i feel like they do they should add something but maybe they don't care about catching a, a different audience because i've never really been interested in the oscars um so if they added some type of other category or or i don't know if they can loosen it though i feel like the the movies that are nominated for it are just they're the those, those type of movies are what win these type of uh awards but i would like to see how the pop movies I don't yep. know what you would call it, the pop culture movie or how they stack popular like, movies like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like how you stack like the Shang-Chi and the Spider-Mans and all that stuff. Like what 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 does someone more critical think of yeah. these? But you know, I guess that's what maybe we're for or yeah, um MTV Awards and those kind MTV, of fun shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the People's <laughs> Choice Awards and nobody really cares. Um yeah. I, I I did have here my last item as being finally uh, although there was some breaking news. We'll get into that after. But finally, last night was Super Bowl, and we all loved the full trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. There's lots to unpack on that one, John. Actually, for some reason, we haven't done a, a trailer breakdown on it yet. Um, <laughs> but it was confirmed that one voice we hear midway through the trailer is who we think it is, John. That's right. That is Patrick Stewart, and who was reprising his role 
as Professor X from the Fox X Men movies. Uh, more than that, not John Luke Picard. This is not a crossover. That, this no, is not the Star no Trek Borg, Doctor Queen. Strange crossover. Everybody no. asked for. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, it appears, though, this scene with Xavier is part of the Illuminati, which many online speculate includes Reed Richards, Namor, Black Panther, Black Bolt, and maybe a new Iron Man or a variant Iron Man. So, John, mm. are you, you – I mean, I don't know if how many times you've seen this trailer. I've seen it, like, I, well, only five times. Zero? Dude, it is intense. It's, it is honestly – I don't it, – it feels – like there's a lot going on. Um, so are you excited for this movie? I, I guess it doesn't even make a difference if you've not seen the trailer. I'm not. So, so if we do if we do a trailer reaction, I would probably be like, I'm going to try and keep a straight face and see if this impresses me. But for some okay. reason, I'm just not feeling this right now. But I haven't watched it yet. So if I watch it, maybe I'll get into it. All right. Well, we should definitely do a trailer reaction because I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, at least it, it comes off the heels of Spider-Man No Way Home. It's the ramifications of, that, of what Strange did in that movie affects this one. Uh, yeah, Jesse just put Deadpool's in the poster. Yeah, there is a lot of speculation that this movie poster with shards, you can see these reflections of certain things, and maybe Deadpool is in there with his famous, you know, uh, look. Um, and see, then breaking now, now, I'm, now, I'm getting more interested. All right, there you go. Uh, and breaking news, uh, you know, late this afternoon after I did all my new stuff, um, yeah. You know, I guess this is what happens when you have HBO Max and Warner Brothers. Are like, we just we just got to start making stuff. John, they have tapped. Um, uh, his name is Adam uh, Sitzkiel to write and direct a movie about the Wonder Twins. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you said Wonder Twins for a second there. <laughs> I did. Uh, Zane and uh, Zane and Jaina. Uh, the Wonder Twins, Wonder Twin powers activate form of a bucket of water, John. Uh, yes. This is an individual. If you watch Teen Titans Go, <laughs> you would know that <laughs> one of them turns into various forms of water um, at one point flushing themselves down a toilet. Yep. Um, and the other one turns into various animals, I guess. Or yes. Uh, yeah. Usually like a, a hawk or something. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, you know. The, the individual that they've tapped is Adam, whatever. He he apparently worked on Black Adam. I'm not sure in what capacity, but he's been hired to write and direct this movie. Uh, you know, listen, when there's so many DC properties available in IP, why they, I, I, why they would, you know, dip back into the Wonder Twins is beyond me. But, hey, what who, who am I, it's, right? It's, it's unusual because these characters, like, like kind of Robert's indicating, they kind of become the butt of a lot of jokes. Right. So it's... They, they tried to do a little something with them in the comic scene uh, a, a little while ago to try to kind of serious it up. Um, it didn't quite catch on, but you know what? Never know. Like shows like Naomi are doing phenomenally well. Um, so I guess that now's if, if they're going to experiment, I guess now's the time to start throwing some stuff out there. But I can think of so many other DC characters I'd rather see, but you know, whatever. Give it a shot. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it, John. That's the news, bud. That's all I got for you. That's all your Valentine's Day is. Six, uh, six uh, notations of love thrown in for your news, John. So notations? All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, folks, for sticking with us. Uh, we are now going to start diving into uh, our... We're, we're going back in time. We're going back oh. to the 90s. Is that dream sequence or is that time travel, though? I feel like that's a dream <laughs> sequence. Shout outs to Wayne's World, Tia Carrere, who is in one of our movies that we're going to talk about today, um, which I mentioned to a friend of mine and is like, what, Tia Carrere? How did I not watch this movie? I'm like, you totally watched this movie. You just forgot. Um, but 
Do you uh, want to throw so, the bracket up? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna throw the bracket up, um, and we'll talk a little bit about it. So, what are we doing? We're we're, we're counting down our '90s favorite '90s movies with your input. So, you know what? If you say blah blah blah, this is on Clyder's or whoever's list, and it's not on yours. Well, this is our list. We're doing something. That's right. And just just um, to to reiterate this point, this is only for 1990 to 1994. So, if you're like, wait a minute, where's The Rock? Where's Con Air? Where's The Matrix? Relax. We're going to get there. This is just the first half of the decade. Yeah. All right. So do we want to run down? So, Rob, I feel like we have to switch the format up a little bit. So when we, we're, and we're going to get into it more. The round one um, was almost more for fun. So I don't know if we should start in introducing maybe just exhibitions of movies that we just kind of liked from that era and that we, uh, that we just kind of want to rewatch again. Um, but what happened is we had a funny number, a funny number, and then we had to give a bunch of movies a, first round by um right. and those movies were true lies demolition man point break and speed uh, which are very solid contenders all the other ones from round one were i feel like they were more for fun but we'll see maybe some of them become, become contenders um but i i don't know uh, so we're now on to round two which today we're going to be talking about true lies uh versus universal soldier which I think we're going to advance that quickly and we're going to end up just talking about the two <laughs> uh winners of these rounds uh demolition man and hard target uh, right. And then next week, I guess we will be talking about Point Break and Under Siege and Speed and Leon the Professional. Correct. Um, so w- anything else we need to cover before we dive into this, Rob? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really feel should like I this is... Should I just advance this round too? <laughs> I just, I really, I think, you know, I, when I look at this list, it's it's really weird because my memory of the 90s action movies doesn't really jive with this list necessarily. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I'm looking at some of it. I'm like, oh, I never really would have put that up there. Like, I don't know if I really would have put Last Boy Scared up. Although I did enjoy watching a lot more now than I did back then. So that I'm thankful for. But I guess maybe my in my brain, this first half of the 90s is still kind of attached to an 80s mentality. Whereas mm-hmm. when I think of 90s action movies, I feel like my head goes to more of the, of the, um, the Michael Bay isms uh, of the I, late nineties. Got it right here, like right here. I think I want to say it's it's not universally, but it's widely um, debated that Speed <laughs> is the introduction of the modern action movie. So mm. right around nineteen ninety four, uh, which does have Leon in it as well, which is kind of a, neat, a unique little uh, thing that, that that's happened here. Uh, but True Lies, um, we can definitely see a big difference between those movies and some of the movies that we've watched in in round one. Um, so <laughs> wait and, and explain to me again because people may ask maybe they won't because they don't give a shit why is it that we didn't put on Terminator 2 because that was just a killer that was the event killer right we just didn't we, we just literally we literally just took it out because we were like we it'll destroy everything in this first yeah. half so so and what I, we're gonna do yeah. is we're gonna do this bracket and we're gonna do the second half of the bracket and I think Terminator and Matrix have, are getting exempt they're kind of like uh, the retired champions, <laughs> yeah. Who are just gonna, yeah. and we're gonna, and we're probably gonna talk about the idea that um, if anything could possibly top those. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, All we right. definitely are gonna. The physics of the bus jump, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like some of these movies will have like one or two things that you're just kind of like, I wish they didn't do that, and then you would have yeah. been like, 
perfect with it. Uh, should I just advance these, Rob, before we start talking? And we just can talk about no, let's just, we'll, we'll, we'll talk it. We'll talk about it first. But I do like John and Yo. He is correct. Next week bracket is a way closer fight, and I know that John, you don't like to to hear that, but it is. Um, I got the rundown, John. You want to do a rundown of uh, what was first? Was it True Lies was first? Is that we had? What whatever whatever you want to do, man. I, well, I True Lies, I think, on the bracket top, right? So we know we know the rundown of of it's facing off. Is it Universal Soldier? Is that who it's up against? It's technically against Universal Soldier. Yeah. Okay, so we've already <laughs> done that. We don't need to revisit Universal Soldier. So here's the rundown, ladies and germs, for True Lies. Released uh, July fifteenth, nineteen ninety four. True Lies was written and directed by Canadian James Cameron, who has made some little known movies such as Terminator, Terminator Two, Titanic, Aliens, and Avatar. John, is it me? You, or is you don't even need to rattle A's? off his. <laughs> he does like TNA. <laughs> yeah, that's why I rattle those ones off, John. Because if you think about it, those are all T's and A's. Okay, uh, movie stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Arnold, Tia Carrere, and the late Bill Paxton, with a budget of 110 million. Movie brought in a whopping 379 million at the box office. Although I guess it's not really a whopping. I don't know. Um, actually, John, guess what? This movie was the first to have a budget of over a hundred million dollars. Like that's it. That that fact blew me away. Um, now this film is oh sorry, it was number one movie in Japan for twelve straight weeks when it was released. Um, but the film is not without its controversies, John. Many have deemed it to be misogynistic for its treatment of the women uh, in the movie. It's also looked at as being prejudicial to Muslims. Uh, and star Lise, uh, Eliza Dushku, who was 12 at the time of filming, stated that she was sexually molested by a stunt coordinator, Joel Kramer, who has come out and denied the accusation. But Arnold, Jamie Lee, Tom Arnold, and James Cameron all tweeted out their support uh, to Dushku. Uh, when the movie premiered, it received good critical responses. However, it seems to have taken a bit of a hit of late. Rotten Tomatoes currently scores it. With a 69, dude, uh, and a 76 <laughs> audience score. Uh, now, a sequel had been rumored since 1997 and got close to filming quite a few times. But following 9-11, it became harder to get everybody to agree to come back. The script needed to be rewritten and just got to be too much for those involved. So, alas, we will never get to see the further escapades of Boris and Dolores. Uh, so, John, another movie from James Cameron and Arnold is considered one of the best action movies of all time. Does True Lies belong in the pantheon of one of the best of the 90s? And I all welcome right. a lot of... Uh, obviously, we want our those in the chat to uh, respond as well. So here we are. That's your rundown on True Lies. Yeah, so so let's open with... Yeah, I, I, I do feel like there were some <clears throat> issues with the movie in regards to, I guess, uh, racial representation and... And, and the female and the female characters, especially uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like uh, Elijah Dushku is barely in the movie, right? She's in towards the end. Um, yeah, she's at the beginning, and then yeah, she's then she's hanging on the end of a of a the the helicarrier, the jet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but overall, I, I used to think, or or I would have thought that this movie would have made my top. You know, if we made a top five, top ten movies of all time list okay um, but but hot take on the rewatch um i think it's not as strong as i remember it mm. um especially towards the end when the, he gets into that uh the harrier jet yeah um it looks it looks pretty dated like uh, you can kind of tell it's like some rig moving around and stuff like that especially compared to uh um 
kind of like modern modern technology uh, and newer mm -hmm. movies, but still, like Arnold is charming as hell in here. Uh, Tom Arnold does a really good job. I don't know what happened to him after this. Um, and then Jamie Lee Curtis, I feel like I didn't appreciate her as much back in the day, but her her sense of like comedic uh, timing is, I think, really yeah. really good in this. Um, and then she kind of does get some redemption in the end, where she kind of becomes part of this kind of like spy team that they are. Um, right. But yeah, they did kind of uh, they gave her a role that I guess is not um wouldn't be considered very glamorous right now i don't know if they would do the same thing to a character in a movie nowadays um but yeah like that, that did you find maybe the opening of this movie was hella stronger than than the the latter half i still watch the whole movie i still enjoy it i've got my laser disc here so i'm, I'm not <laughs> i'm not saying it's a terrible movie or anything i'm saying it's just not as strong as i thought it would be i thought it was going to easily make my top five top 10 movies of all time list um, yep. but i don't think it's going to make the cut anymore um hmm. but what, do you, what are your thoughts on it Rob? yeah so it's interesting i almost take a bit of a different approach uh a flip approach to you um not that i think it's it makes my top 10 but when i saw this movie i wasn't overly impressed with it i i remember when i when i was younger i was like i was like 18 and i was like i don't like, this just doesn't, this is not what I want. It was a bit too jokey for me at the time. Uh, I felt like it was, um, we were coming off of Last Action Hero. And I was like, another Arnold movie where he's no longer like a badass. He's got this like jokey side. Like, I wasn't really, I wasn't really feeling it. I like Tom Arnold. I've always liked Tom Arnold's inclusion in this. The scene of him getting shot, hiding behind the uh, the light standard, <laughs> the light pole, <laughs> and he touches himself and he touch, grabs his groin. He's like, "Oh, thank God!" Like that makes me laugh every time I see it. Um, yeah, but like I found like the whole thing. I found like the Jamie Lee Curtis stuff to be kind of like, you know, uh, as you said, it was it was it's dated. Um, I, I you know I thought though the fact that she ends up trying you know being uh, the spy at the end, like the whole. And then, you know, with the gun falling down and, like, the bullets. Like, I understand. <laughs> I remember a lot of people had issues with the gun yeah. falling down the steps. I, remember, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember people, like, sorry, I remember understanding what James Cameron was going for. I remember when this movie, before it came out, the uh, on the news, they had shown the explode. Like, that. they really blew up that bridge. I remember... You know, his whole notion is that he wanted to change the action movie genre from what it was. And I think he did do that to a point. I I I feel like I like this movie now more than I did back then. I think I can appreciate it a lot more. Um, but I still find it to be just like this side of like an action comedy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if I want an action comedy, I'm going to watch Beverly Hills Cop. Or Beverly Hills Cop 2. I would never think to put True Lies as an action comedy. I don't know if it knows what it wants to be. Does it want to be an action comedy? Or does it want to be an action? Right? Um, yeah, I think so, I think it's a little bit ahead ahead of its time, I guess, it, where all the heroes kind of became jokey uh, now. But I, I I feel like I love the characters more than I like the overall uh, the over, like the 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 overall plot of the movie. I like I, I really would like to see. I think there's talks of some TV show or something happening. Um, but like, I like the double agent stuff. Like with all that, like yeah. there's a lot of moments. Like I understand. So you talked about the opening, the opening. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just like, he, 
this is the thing is that you have Tom Arnold bringing the funny. You had Bill Paxton being the bringing the funny. So there are moments where, like when it when it works, it works really well. But then there's other moments where it just is so like it's satirical almost. And I'm like, wait a minute. If you're going to commit to like the comedy of it, then be the comedy, but don't be a satire of it because now it's like you're doing three different things. So when you you ask about the opening, it was a very James Bondian opening, right? Yeah. You know, um, and I thought it was kind of cool and, and interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think it's it, it's for, it's, it's good though to, to see Arnold in his. I guess is is this considered his prime? Uh, like like this early early night like T two is I think ninety is it ninety two or something ninety one T two yeah ninety one like 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 this is this is Arnold in his prime kind of right yeah um yeah so he he looked he looked really good like some yeah. of the action is very serious like the bathroom fight like I think that's that would probably make my list of one of the greatest kind of Hollywood fights um but yeah I don't do know you, I, yeah, but I, do I you think you. That, <laughs> that was a precursor though to the Mission Impossible bathroom fight scene. Right, like I, I was gonna say, there's at least three bathrooms. There's this one. There's Bad Boys One, I think. Um, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. They fight. Uh, Martin Lawrence gets his butt kicked in a in a bathroom, I think. Um, okay. And then he's yeah. like slide and get the like they go and get the gun and all that kind of stuff. And then yeah, you're right. Mission Impossible. That uh, I uh, out of those, I think the Mission Impossible does um, take the kick. That that Henry Cavill is just too too much of a killer in that. Man, he See, I would, have, I would have, I would have, I would have, I forgot about the bad boys. I would have picked Casino Royale. Oh, when Daniel okay, Craig yeah. takes on that guy yeah, in the bathroom. One of the openings, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another one. Yeah, we'll have to add, we'll have to start a list of bathroom fights. We'll <laughs> yeah. have to rewatch them. And it ends with Austin Powers, <laughs> also with Tom Arnold. Who does number two work for? That's right, buddy. You just, <laughs> <grab> it. <laughs> you just give that. He's like, go, go, do it, man. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. That's definitely the the most comedic one. But I feel like the Mission Impossible with Henry Cavill, Tom Cruise, um, and and I forget the other guy's name. um, But yeah, he kicked their asses. Um, Yeah. Um, Okay. So yeah, no, I I enjoy the opening. Uh, Yeah, there are moments of this movie that are a lot of fun. Like, admittedly, the soundtrack is a hell of a lot of fun as well. Like the yeah, I was gonna. Of- I didn't have time to go to my mom's place, but I do actually own the soundtrack as well for this movie. Um, so I, I really went all in for this. For this wow, movie. you were. What like, sucks is I don't mark. believe. Yeah, I don't believe I saw it in theaters. So if, I, I would say if, if this did kind of, you know, when they kind of research movies and bring them back to the theaters, if this did pop up, I would still hundred percent go. Um, really? But there are issues with the story that you mentioned that you're kind of you, you cringe a little bit, but you. You, you you kind of have to chalk it up to a product of its time, and I think that's even going to come up when we talk about uh, Demolition Man as well. So yeah, um, yeah. So in chat, let us know what your thoughts are. I mean, listen, it's it's fun. Um, it, it listen, I enjoyed going back and revisiting this movie. Uh, as I said before, I seem to enjoy this more than I did when I first saw it. To be to be honest with you. This was one of those movies, John, when I saw it, I was like, I don't want to ever want to see this again. And I think I've only ever seen this movie three times. Whoa, uh, I'm a, okay. Yeah, I'm a guy that goes back and rewatches a lot of movies, like a lot. And I was just not a fan. So three times inclusive of me rewatching it for the show. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I would I would definitely rewatch it again down the road because uh, I think it's an easy watch. Um 
But let us know in chat when it what, when it comes. What, yeah. What about the quick question of does it beat Universal Soldier? Well, that's what I was going to say. When it comes to <laughs> beating Universal Soldier, does 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 Harry Trasker, uh, Tasker, does he have the goods to take out Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren? Um, I got to yeah, so tell Lou, you, Lou says he quite likes it. This movie does have a distinctive feel that is that it is a bigger deal than a lot of these other movies we've seen so far like the like it feels like like you mentioned how much money was was thrown at it it does feel like all that is on the screen um yeah, yeah everyone's yeah universal soldier no no contest so i feel like i'm just gonna hit this i'm gonna pop i'm gonna pop july's ahead right now and we'll well, i don't think we need to even discuss that really at length <laughs> yeah all right thank you very much we're gonna get into the next one <laughs> No, I think so. So Lewis brings this up and says, maybe I'm just an Arnold fan. And I think this is where some of these actors and actresses from the 90s and 80s um, win us over. Like, you know, we talked about Leon the other the other uh, week, how that invested so much in characters. Uh, sometimes just a charming lead actor, actress can yes. can achieve that without them actually doing that, you know, like without them actually putting in the work for the story and and and, and making us invest in the characters. You're just invested in them automatically because they're charisma. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you, I don't think you, we, anyone can be faulted for that. <laughs> Get out of here, Scott. <laughs> as long as you don't have a necklace of ears, Scott, you may go about your business. <laughs> I got one of noses. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're going to dive into um, uh, a year earlier, um, and we are talking Demolition Man, starring Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, DM, uh, sorry, I have it as DM. Demolition Man was released on October 8th, 1993, a budget of $60 million. It brought in $159 uh, at the box office. Uh, now, while Taco Bell was featured prominently in the movie, the script had been written with Burger King restaurants instead. But uh, B- <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't pay. <laughs> now, well, BK, much like McDonald's, who were also approached, passed. And Taco Bell was all too happy to raise their hand and agree to be included. Uh, however, in the European version of the movie, John, Pizza Hut replaced Taco Bell. <laughs> as the bell was not well known outside of North America. Now, this actually was interesting because this was a form of localized product placement. And it was the first of its kind uh, for movies. So they just redid a couple of the scenes mentioning pizza hut um now when stallone met with the director and producer i would like to take you to taco bell (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'd like to take you to pizza hut oh whatever uh producers including joel silver he decided to join the cast but for simon phoenix he wanted and suggested jackie chan uh but jackie chan turned the movie down and so producers went and they tried to get snipes to agree but he continuously Turned them down as well. They actually went to his movie Rising Sun and essentially pleaded with him to be in this movie, and he just gave in and agreed to do it. Um, now, <laughs> Sean Connery, Rising Sun. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, now, sticking with casting, Sandra Bullock came in after the first actress cast to be Huxley was fired after two days. John, Lori Petty. Well. Yeah, Lori <laughs> Petty was originally uh, Huxley. She of Tank Girl and Point Ooh. Break fame. Uh, Joel Silver said, yeah. <laughs> Joel Silver was like, yeah, you know what? We had creative differences. Lori Petty came out and says, yeah, no, Sylvester and I, we do not get along. We're like oil and water. It did not work out well. Um, 
I don't know if it worked out well for Sandra Bullock, though, because she was nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award for the worst supporting actress this year. Um, critics were split on the movie when it came out, but it currently sits at 62% in Rotten Tomatoes and a slightly higher score of 66 audience. Uh, and John, now here's where Demolition Men could have been. Initially, this movie was looking to land Steven Seagal as John Spartan. And <laughs> drum roll, John, ready? You're a boy, Jean-Claude Van Damme was going to be a Simon Phoenix. But alas, it was not to be. So, John, after oh, I, I kind of, I was, I was gonna fun it. I was gonna fun it until you announced who was gonna play Wesley's nice part. And now I want to see this shit. <laughs> so we're in the age of multiverse uh, remakes. So, so make yeah. it happen, folks. <laughs> uh, so, after rewatching uh, Demolition Man, John, does it deserve to be considered one of the greatest action movies of the nineties? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's still a, this movie is so you. fun. I know, I know you're gonna you're gonna rip on it for sure, and a lot of people are gonna rip on it. Um, but has has no movie um kind of stood the test of time and kind of uh come up in its kind of commentary of what can become of of the world like Demolition Man has? Like, how much of did you watch this? Was really like we're heading we're heading this direction. We're heading oh. to um. We're heading to no no bodily fluid exchange. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're heading to um, probably a shortage of toilet paper and having to use some other means of the three of, seashells of, of cleaning. Yeah, <laughs> cleaning ourselves. Like, how much of that commentary works? And we'll even shout out. We were going to do the time cop comparison, but the the cars actually look pretty uh, much legit better. to what what we got now. They basically just added a little little like, kind of like fender cover yeah. um and they were automated driving and it actually like you know it's very it gave me a lot of tesla vibes um mm. to it <laughs> so i don't know i still thought this movie was fun i don't think it quite hits the caliber of action that uh true lies uh hits mm -hmm. but the the whole wesley snipes um versus uh sylvester stallone i thought really worked like snipes i don't think he normally played a villain like maybe new jack city he was a his character was a yeah. villain in that i believe or a hero depending on how you look at it um but yeah yeah but you have you have this guy who's a big box office well maybe not a big box but 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 a hero in many of his films get to turn around and and be a be a bad guy so i don't know i i think it i think it still works rob i know you rewatched it and are you happy you rewatched it <laughs> You know, I watched this movie a fair amount of times uh, when I was younger. And I think much like watching Batman Forever or your favorite Batman and Robin, I my, like <laughs> I, I think, to see you. Right. And they made a reference, they made a joke in this that was very similar. Yeah, iced uh, oh, it's cold in here or whatever. And I was like, give me a break. <laughs> There's a lot in this movie that reminded me of Batman and Robin and uh, Batman Forever. And it, of course it's Warner Brothers. Like a lot of the a lot of the action scenes I felt were very similar to ones that we had seen in those two movies. Like it, it felt this is my way of saying that this movie felt very campy uh, a lot more than I remember it being. And I'll, I'll, I'll listen, here's my biggest issue with the plot. All right. <laughs> okay. 
This okay, is only <laughs> 36 years after, like, it takes place 36 years later. Like, first yeah. of all, not only is there massive advancements in technology within that 36 years, but everybody seems to have forgotten what it was like just, like, less than 40 years ago, including all of the older individuals, like the police chief <laughs> is referring to John Spartan as a Neanderthal. That police chief is probably in his 60s. Meaning he no, was like, he this... just looked, he just looked old. He just aged poorly. And he was <laughs> no, but like, a young man. He's like, you're a Neanderthal. <laughs> like, this is what boggled my mind. It's like all these older, older people all remember what it was like living back in 1996. Like, what are we talking about here? How are we, how are they so like forgetful? This, this, this future was way too soon after like, I would have bought it, John, if it was 136 years later, or if it was, or if it was 84 years later, or something like that. Like you, there needed to be a greater passage of time. You know, 36 years wasn't a, enough. Like Leanna Huxley, she was in her late 20s or early 30s, so she wouldn't have grown up. But she, like, I just think it's like, listen, my kids were born in the 2000s. They know they they understand what the 90s were like. Like from based on me telling them, like I just, it seems nonsensical and not plausible to me that that you have this futuristic issue so this, that happened this is your main years. this is your main plot issue that they needed to extend the time that the that, time that should have been Mons longer Martin and simon phoenix were frozen yeah um <laughs> also, time, what was the time gap in time cop it was 10 years only <laughs> yeah yeah um uh, <laughs> um okay simon phoenix like wesley snipes he was a badass in a lot of those movies. Like you think about all the stuff that he was in around this time, whether it was past in your fifties, I mean, even white men uh, can't jump. Um, but any of those action movies that he was in. And then in this, he is super campy. He's like, he's screaming. He's like, he was a, he was a cartoon. When, like, <laughs> when, great, Spartan, when Spartan is getting out of this trap, he's in there going, Oh man. Like he's, it was like, wait, what are you doing? And just so for the record, neither one of these guys could shoot a gun. Like this was like watching the G.I. Joe cartoon where Cobra and G.I. Joe were just firing guns and nothing was hitting. Like it was, it, they could not shoot at each other whatsoever. Uh, and there's a lot of Stallone jumping and screaming. <laughs> and he's jumping on the side shooting or running. Like he did a lot of jump shots in this movie. Yeah, yeah. There How are good some. Did he looked though. He looked pretty good, man. Oh yeah, I don't disagree. Listen, there are some good movie. There are some good moments in this movie. Some funny moments in this movie. Um, you know that kind of make me laugh out loud when I was watching it. Um, but for the most part, honestly, I found I found even the the sensibilities of these people from the future just to be like so. It was campy. That's all I could say. It was campy as all hell, and I was really surprised, man. <laughs> you didn't I, like, I, I, I really like the police force, kind of like they're holding like these instructioning things, and they're like, tell the perpetrator to like lie down and spread up. Like he's like watching a YouTube video that teaches him how to arrest somebody. Like, yeah, like yeah, it, he's got the, he's works. holding this it, thing, like, and works. he's like, and he's like, uh, he's not listening. And it's like, approach and still a citizen and say it again. Like, I was like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> 
Who's who's whose outfits are worse? The time cop TEC uniforms or these futuristic police? Uh, I don't know what you would call them, like shiny Judge Dredd wannabe uniforms. Well, that's funny because <laughs> I was like, holy shit! When you see Stallone in it, I was like, did he just take this from the Judge Dredd set, or did he? Because yeah. I think it was Dread ninety five, maybe. Because I was like, he just took these and he just reused them for for Dread. <laughs> they, they looked exactly the same, or, or they look like they're extras from Rhythm Nation, uh, Janet Jackson too, or something. <laughs> No, but like Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt's in this movie. This guy was like on Law and Order. I mean, we, we, you've seen him in a ton of things. Miss Congeniality. Uh, Miss Congeniality, <laughs> right. And then you see him and he's like, oh, Huxley, you're like this. Like, you're trying to tell me that the radio station, their golden oldies was jingles of of like commercials? <laughs> what are you talking about? This is where I say that the time issue from, is From older than, the, yeah, it was like jingles from like the 60s or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that, yeah. Were, you, were you okay with the guys? You know how uh, um, Wesley Snipes' crew—they wore uh, armor that looked like it was made out of old tires. Tires, like yeah, <laughs> they were just old tire, like like uh, football uniforms or something. Yeah, like at one point, like he, you know, when when he reanimate gets reanimated or escapes or whatever, and he's got like the the orange uh, shirt with the his overalls. I mean, his the overalls, overalls. Yeah. yeah. Right out of the 90s, right? He's right. He's out of a Belle Biv DeVoe uh, music yeah. video. Um, but then at that one point when he ends up in like uh, that dude's office and he's wearing all, like you said, <laughs> tires, like cut up tires to make it look like armor. I'm like, what? when did he get that? So, someone who, saved who them a thinks? bunch of money on wardrobe. They were like, yo, I got an idea here. We got a whole bunch of tires. Around back here. I'm going to cut all these up. And make them into something. But it's, you know, it's they were like, like they, they were like they shouldn't have wore the armor at all. <laughs> you know what? I was surprised while watching the credits that that those outfits were not actually um, provided by the town of Tonawanda, who are known for their tire fires. Every ten oh, years man, in Tonawanda, there's always a tire fire. So I'm very surprised that they didn't actually have the excess tires provided to uh, production. Um, they look ridiculous. Um, and Jesse, the body Ventura. Uh, was in this movie. He's credited in this movie. Doesn't say a single line. Uh, he he has a spray on goatee, and he just smiles. He grins and um... John, this is not a good movie. <laughs> it's fun. I think it's. I think this is this is a a fun a fun movie. Is it as strong I... as I thought it was going to be? Uh, maybe not quite. Um, do you think Wesley Snipes can somehow be resurrected for a sequel or a follow? Not not playing the character. I listen, man. Do you think about how menacing this would have been if if he was, if he was like really like serious and like threatening. Like he, I don't. It, was this a product of like '90s Warner Brothers where they had to all be caricatures? I don't understand. I don't get it. Why they had to be acting this way? It made no sense to me. I would have liked to have seen like a Wesley Snipes without the Blade voice, but with that type of intensity, that would have been a much better version of simon phoenix um listen i was gonna get my son to watch this with me and i think it would have lost a lot of credibility with him and i made him watch it <laughs> dennis leary was great <clears throat> lewis says dennis leary was great he was awesome in it uh as edgar friendly here's the problem with dennis leary thing though so they brought him in to make it more funnier right 
They said, "Hey, we need you to bring in." Uh, this is true. He had to write. We his need you lines. to punch it up. Right. <laughs> he, he made had it to all write his spot. lines for that script, and then he had to have it approved by like a whole bunch of like lawyers and studio executives to be able to say what he wanted to say. However, this is just a couple of years after his uh, comedy album came out, where his song "I'm an Asshole" uh, like reached yeah. uh, top ten status, and it's almost it not the exact. It's not verbatim, but it's the same cadence the same you know amount of of things he's saying it sounds like he's just doing a different and alternate version of his i'm an asshole and so i was like um which is weird because it's not you you get such a different version of dennis lurie in the rescue me tv series but yeah oh man you rescue me if you want to get hella depressed um watch some rescue me (laughs) the show is mad sad Um, Jonathan Yo says, I think that the tongue in cheek made it way more enjoyable than True Lies. Um, maybe I don't know, but first it has to get past its first contender, John. And who is it up against? Uh, in the bracket, who is Demolition? Uh, Hard Target. Hard Target. Oh my god, (laughs) two movies I really don't like. Chance, (laughs) because his mama took one. (laughs) Oh my god, I think, I think if. I think it for sure. It, folks, let us know in the chat. What do you think? Demolition oh. Man or Hard Target? Who you got? Van Damme or the combination of Stallone, Snipes, and uh, oh my God. Sandra Bullock? I feel like this um, is like my worst nightmare. <laughs> what, what would you pick out of the two, though, Rob? I think I'll tell you. I think I, 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 Demolition I, I, Man I, is still overall more fun. Yeah, I, I would have. I would. I would pick Demolition Man because you know my problems with Hard Target and its ridiculous <laughs> ballet fight scenes. So. Uh, I would I definitely hard pick target Demolition. for myself, but if I had to recommend something to somebody else, I would go Demolition Man because I think it's got a wider, it's got a wider appeal. <laughs> there, are, like me riffing on, there are, like I said, there are some really cool moments in the movie. There are some fun movies, and uh, you are right. It does, you know, it almost it is, uh, it it's very, it predicts a lot of things that have come to fruition or will be soon, and. You know, I mean, I've always thought that Sandra Bullock's uh, office in the police HQ is a spinning image of what you might have going on behind you. (laughs) Um, Do you remember? Do you remember what poster she had on display? Yeah, Lethal Weapon 3. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why three? Why would they choose three and not just put one or two on there? Like, (laughs) because that was one. Yeah, because that that was a bit more of a comedic version of the Lethal Weapon series. So. And also, I think it just kind of come out around that time as well. In right, so like that's like you think because it was promotion. current, they chose it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why. Um, yeah. So Demolition Man for me uh, definitely beats uh, Hard Target. Like without I, a question, think, but yeah, and I think especially now in what we're we're experiencing right now, the times we're living in now, I think Demolition is a much more interesting watch because then you're like, hey. This, this this kind of shit's looking a little familiar here. <laughs> right. <laughs> like replace yeah. a couple things, like you know, the eyeball scan, like that's you know, the your your phone has face recognition app now and all yep. that stuff. So it's like we're we're pretty much there. We could yep. be in theory at the demolition. Yeah, without uh, having to remove your ocular uh you know, uh yeah. your your eye or the ocular cavity, yes. Yeah, it looks like I don't think anyone is going for <laughs> our target. So let's let's say Demolition Man too. Do you, do you want to make a call on Demolition versus True Lies though, or you want to save that for later? No, I'd say we go for it now because we might. I mean, we've 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 discussed both of these movies. Um, mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose True Lies over Demolition Man. That's uh, that is my. I think, I think the choice is True Lies. I think it's just uh, there's a lot more. I feel like there's more more going on. The, the act, the caliber of action is higher. Yeah. Yes. Um, and like the whole, I think just the i the idea is uh, overall, I think better. <laughs> Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it it is the, the in the truest sense of the word an action movie based on what our criteria was versus what Demolition Man is. Yeah. Yeah. What what if James Cameron one day said he'll direct a James Bond? Do you think it would be along the lines of True Lies? Um well the director of No Time to Die, Carrie Fukunawa, Fukun, Fuji. Uh, anyways, um, or his name Corey. Whatever. He's the first I non. Think I want to say it's Corey. <laughs> Corey. He's the first non. I don't know. Um, British director of a Bond movie. Um, so, um, all that to say is I, I, I highly doubt James Cameron will ever get a shot at it. He's way too busy doing. Um, Avatar two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> if those um, if those ever come out. <laughs> now it's interesting because Lewis says uh, True Lies has the poll win anyways. I don't know about that. I don't know. We'll have to see how. No, no. We, we, so we set up a. So if you're on YouTube, there is a YouTube poll up uh, at the beginning. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um. So let me let me try and check on that quickly. Or I don't know if Lewis wants to let me know what the uh, percentage was. Let me. I, I don't get to see it here on. Uh, yeah, it's like seventy eight percent versus twenty two percent. So let's let's go ahead and send True Lies through. And it is in. So we've got next week on deck, which I feel like is going to be pretty easy because, well, homework wise. But I feel like I still wouldn't mind watching Point Break and Speed again. We just rewatched it for a Keanu Reeves. Uh, was it just? It feels like we just did that, but I'm that was pretty, in, it's probably uh, like a year ago. <laughs> no, I think we did it in November. Didn't we do it in November? Lee? Oh, yeah? Was it that recent? Wasn't it? Did we not? I don't, I don't know. know. I thought it was... I have no sense of time anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember when we did. What we is did, time? We did, we did Point Break. We did Speed. No, I thought we did it leading up to The Matrix, didn't we? Didn't we watch the his movies no, leading? It was just a random. Or was it to... the thought. We watched John Wick. What yeah, did we watch? We watched John Wick one, two, three, Speed, Point Break. Right? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Hey, people, go back and check out our our feed and let us know because <laughs> um, we the people who hosted the show have no memory of what we did. Um, I, can, I can probably find. <laughs> Give me um, speed <laughs> Speed is currently on Disney Plus. Um, if you are a subscriber, it's also on Crave Stars extension. Uh, so you have a couple of options there. Um, point Break. Uh, that should be also. Um, I feel like both of them were added. I think at the time we did it, um, it was a little dicey. Point Break is currently on the Crave Stars extensions nowhere else. Um, so uh, you do have options to watch it there. Although it's it's currently on, uh, you can if you felt like watch uh, purchasing it from say Apple Plus or whatever, it's ten bucks. 
Uh, and why wouldn't you want to own that movie? Because it's amazing. Um, it's great. We, I, I feel like we're going to have a Keanu versus Keanu in the same. No, I don't think so. Because movie. I think, I think point, I, you know, my thoughts on point break, but man, I got to tell you, I think Lewis is right. I think, uh, was it Lewis or no, it was uh, Jonathan point break versus under siege is going to be a big, that's going to be a, I don't a, think so. I think point battle. break wins. No, I don't think wins so. Buddy. For sure. Patrick Swayze. Come on. Patrick Swayze versus it's, Wait, isn't isn't Gary Busey in both movies? <laughs> he is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it's think a, he's definitely better in in Point Break, where he's like, get, he's like, get to to Utah. Like, <laughs> like, I think you forgot how good Point Break was because you just watched Under Siege. Um, and I think I think Point Break uh, blends the comedy and action uh, together better than yep. Um, yep. the issues you had with. True. Demolition Man and maybe and maybe True Lies. We did. We started Keanu Reeves, uh, like a marathon back yep. in May 2021. Was it um, May? We okay. Through, yeah, we went Point Break, Speed, John Wick, one, two, three. Um, just for the hell of it, looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like now, if I remember correctly, I feel like we were just talking about it and we were like talking about those movies. I'm like, you know what? Like, we should do a Keanu Reeves revisit on those movies so yeah good for us good for us john for doing that oh looks, um, like, looks like you got a like frazier's on your side looks like uh jonathan yo's maybe on your side maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong but i don't know point break is a help but oh, i love uh, point break but um yeah so yeah, that's next know. week uh everybody um thank you very much for joining us uh today as a reminder the heroes world podcast last week we had uh we reviewed the season or series, I don't know, finale of Boba Fett, the book of Boba <laughs> Fett, uh, and uh, episode seven of uh, Peacemaker. The finale of Peacemaker is coming out uh, Thursday, so we will have your review. And John, I believe we have confirmed that we are going to be doing a season review of Reacher. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, if you guys Heroes haven't World finished podcast, watching correct? Reacher, um, you have one more week to finish Reacher, and I believe we want to do a live show uh, talking about uh our love of season one uh <laughs> is that what we agreed can... on i don't know did Stu? because he wanted I, he was... I, I feel like we can do it live if we've given everyone enough time to watch it like this so yeah. uh we'll see we'll All see right. how it goes but th thank you everybody for for staying tuned in uh, hopefully you have watched it it's it's a hell of fun and it's been doing phenomenally great yeah. um review wise i believe uh alan richardson has done uh, several interviews uh, about uh, his portrayal of Jack Reacher, uh, and mm -hmm. the guy seems hella cool. Um, yeah. So I'm looking looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Lewis confirming it was filmed in Pickering. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking up locations. I'm like, should I drive out there and check it out? Um, I don't know if it's actually exist. Like, if any of the sets still exist, or if they're under heavy surveillance. But I feel like uh, they're they're moving on after season one. Rob, wouldn't they have to create a whole new set? Uh, yeah, but there, there's a lot of uh, film set stuff out this way. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, it depends what book they're going to go to. And it's going to be a couple years before we get the next season. But uh, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think Alan said he does want to do Die Trying, which is, the I think, the second book. Um, okay. So maybe, maybe they just keep it simple and maybe they just go in order, Rob. Yeah. Um, I think you stated uh, last time we talked about it, uh, you like all the books universally. There's no... We we couldn't pick we couldn't isolate a single book that we wanted to see follow it up. 
Um, because we don't know you, when you look at the titles, you're like, I don't know what I have to read. What the yeah, you can't tell from the titles. I, I think all the storylines are distinctively different, so it's not <laughs> yes. like he compared it to the Steven Seagal, which all have the similar plot lines. All the Jack Reacher books have very different stories, but hmm. you can't tell. I think one of them is called Tripwire, and yep. I'm like, what was that one about again? Like, you can't yeah. tell from the title. Um, but actually, there are so, though, there, there's like four books. That they're not sequentially together. I think it's like book mm-hmm. four, five, nine, something. Else. Anyways, there's a couple flashback they, books, but they all are with some of the same. Like they tell an overarching story. That if you were to read oh. all four of them together, it's one big story. But yeah, it's because he travels. He leaves like after book one, the first part of the book. He leaves after the that first, like book five or whatever. He's gone, and then like on book nine or whatever, he starts his adventure and it's like, he's like, it starts to tie into things that he did. He, and it says, well, that was like months oh. ago when I was dealing with like, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it, it tie, yeah. yeah some things that have happened continue yeah. on, which is not normal for this book, but I, I do have, I'll save it for the podcast. I guess I have one or two of the books that I would, that I didn't quite like that. I wouldn't okay. want to see, but you know, we, we'll talk about it when we get to that. So uh, you guys got a one week timer, finish up your reach or watch it again. If you want, uh, check out some of the books, maybe. Um, yeah. uh, I, I really like the audiobooks, so if you're on Audible, um, check them out. Listen to the ones by Dick Hill if he's narrating it. He's hilarious. He does all these voices and stuff like that. I've never um, listened so. to a book on tape. Never done it. You should try it. Uh, I got into it. Uh, sorry, we're going late, folks. Uh, but uh, I got into it because, you know, during your commute, like you're, sometimes you're stuck in traffic, you know, get around anywhere in Toronto. to get to, From Toronto to Toronto is like a one-hour drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I would just pop them in the car and I, and I would go through a book like every couple of weeks or so. So, um, yeah. I'd well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll check. I think there's like a free <laughs> trial on audible or whatever. I think that's an Amazon yeah, thing, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. There's an Amazon <laughs> thing and you can get like one month for cheap or, or three months for cheap. I, I would definitely try it. I love audiobooks because you just pop them in, but, uh, thank you for sticking with us folks. Um, anything else before any party words, Rob? No, that's it. Um, no, no? I, I got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> you will. Be well. Be well. <laughs> Be well, everybody. We'll see you guys <laughs> next week. We're t- <laughs> Fraser, sorry. Well, you can listen to a book five minutes at a time. It's, it's my my I, current I, commute I to work is gonna... down a few stairs. <laughs> you can pop a headphone in during other chores and stuff like that, though. There we go. Um, but thank you, everybody. Uh, good night. All We're right. going to talk about Thanks, point guys. break, speed, under siege, and Leon next week. Uh, peace.